Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. This week's episode brings us to a film that was very unexpected. Unexpected is the key word here, mostly because I was caught off guard with how good this film actually is. I expected a decent horror film. I wasn't expecting a film that had genuinely funny moments, as well as some interesting emotional scenes. I don't think we should waste too much time on the intro, and we should announce the movie. Starring Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, Brittany Snow, Kid Cudi, and Martin Henderson. This is the 2022 Ty West-directed X. X takes place in 1979, Texas, where we follow a group of aspiring filmmakers who want to break into the industry. That industry is the adult film industry, or as it's better known, the porn industry. They proceed to go to an old couple's farm to shoot their movie that will hopefully be their big break. Of course, the elderly owners of the farm have no idea what these kids are doing there on their property, or do they? First things first, this episode may contain some mild spoilers. I'm going to do my best to try to keep those minimal, but this really is a film that you should go into with no idea what it's about, as the slow ramp up of events are definitely best experienced as opposed to somebody talking about it. If you have not seen X yet, then I would say if you're a fan of horror films, definitely check it out. If you like suspense films, check it out. Do you like indie films? Check it out. So pretty much what I'm saying here, if you have not seen this film and you have just a little bit of interest in going to see it, definitely make your way to the theater to support a fun little movie that thankfully got a pretty wide release. X comes to us from Ty West. I am a fan of Ty West's films. I haven't seen his two non-horror films, such as Trigger Man or In a Valley of Violence. His horror directorial efforts are mostly throwbacks, which I honestly enjoy. House of the Devil is a great throwback to late 70s and 80s horror. Mostly 80s horror, but it has that certain feel about it that has the classic horror movie feel. He followed up House of the Devil with The Innkeepers which is a film that has a very deliberate, slow pace about it. I personally enjoyed that film, but I can understand why a lot of people didn't. In 2013, we got the film The Sacrament, which is a film based off of the Jonestown incident, which is a good film in its own right as well. Ty West is really good at establishing a tone in a film. His first film, The Roost, is very much a throwback film as well. And while that one doesn't exactly work 100% of the time, it is a fun movie that gives me that feeling of old school horror. He always knows how to respect it. He seems to borrow a certain feel from different horror films, but he doesn't ever directly rip it off. Kind of what I'm getting at there is that he knows how to borrow his influences and make them his own. I would say that Quentin Tarantino does a similar thing with his films, however a lot of his borrowing is direct lifting from other films. And with Ty West not directing a film in six years, all of a sudden coming back with a film that is 
outstanding and possibly the best film that he's ever made. For lack of a better word, it was unexpected. One of the main things that drew me to this film was, for one, that it had a striking trailer. I had no idea what was going to happen in the movie, but the trailer had me interested, mostly because of seeing that it was a Ty West directed film and I haven't gotten one of those in quite a while, and that the trailer didn't really give anything away. We were shown scenes that makes it feel like the movie would be a good time, especially for us horror fans out there, and thankfully that trailer was spot on. It perfectly fits with the finished product and kind of gives me hope that maybe it is possible to cut a trailer that doesn't spoil the entire film while still keeping the actual feel of what we're getting in the theater. X is an A24 release, and if you remember on my episode for Lamb, I said that the trailer for Lamb didn't really fit the movie. Surprisingly, this trailer for X worked. As far as the movie itself, this really does feel like a lost Toby Hooper film. Toby Hooper, of course, was the director of The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and made some other films in his career, such as Eaten Alive or possibly his most famous movie outside of The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Poltergeist, which Poltergeist doesn't feel like a Toby Hooper film, feels like a Steven Spielberg film, mostly because Spielberg probably ghost directed that. Or at least that's what I believe. Plot-wise, X is its own beast. However, I would say that overall theme and story, it probably borrows a lot from Toby Hooper's Eaten Alive. The actual feel and tone of the movie throughout really gave me that Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of vibe, even if X and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre couldn't be any different. It just had that feel about it, which honestly is a great thing. The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie kind of left me wanting a better film. And it makes me wonder, why in the world did they never ask Ty West or even approach him with an idea or something to get him into making a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film? I think he could really do wonders there for that series. But anyway, back to X. One of the best things about this film is that the entire cast goes all in. Everyone feels believable, they feel genuine, they feel like real characters. We get a surprising amount of depth from very little, especially with our main cast of wannabe porn stars that will allow them to get their big break in life. The interesting thing though is that they're not even the most interesting ones here, except for maybe the character of Maxine played by Mia Goth. Throughout the entire movie you get the feeling that there might be more to her character or to her story, which which thankfully does have a pretty good payoff by the end of the film. I'm going to try to be vague with this one because it is like a payoff at the end of the film. Her character, it almost makes a suggestion that there's a certain danger in not allowing our kids to experience life, that we try to shelter them a little bit too much. And maybe that's one of the reasons why she wound up living the life that she is living currently. In an effort to escape a shelter, she goes full on out there and starts using drugs, shooting adult films. And I'm not saying that that is the exact reason because she was sheltered and grew up in a religious household that she would be that way. It just opens up a conversation. The other conversation that could be opened up by this film is the idea of aging. If there's any true villains in the film, it's the elderly couple of Pearl and Howard. 
The thing is, they're not truly villains. It's terrible that they're going around killing people for sure. What is a bit on the sad side is that Pearl longs for her younger days and she longs for the beauty that she once had and sees that a bit in the character of Maxine. In a lot of ways, director Ty West has given proper motivations to his killers and that's what makes him interesting, if not a little bit heartbreaking with their situation. That is something that was sorely lacking from the last Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. The director there for that film was trying to make us feel for Leatherface, and yet he didn't succeed. Ty West fully succeeded in giving us interesting characters in a horror film, and I don't know how hard that could possibly be, but I have to say, great job on that. And that's where the direction of the film comes into play. I love a lot of the shots of this movie. There's an aerial shot with an alligator that is so wonderfully done and it's so tense that you think a character is going to get attacked, but it doesn't happen. But the way it's done, it's so incredibly intense that you're kind of squirming the whole way. And that's one of the best things about this movie. It has a very uncomfortable feeling about it. It gives us that feeling of why we go to see a horror film. In addition to all the intensity, there is some definite creepy feeling moments that will definitely be talked about for quite a while after this movie has come and gone in theaters. The movie also has quite a bit of humor throughout the entire film, and it's not off-putting humor either. It's not really mockery of anything in the film. We do get one definite Looney Tunes-esque type of moment towards the end. At this point, it works. And I think that's because there was so many tense moments that when we get those lighter moments at the end, it's that little bit of relief type of thing. And it makes the humor work even better than what it possibly could have worked without all those tense scenes. I have a feeling the ending, or at least the last 10 to 15 minutes, will also be talked about for quite a while because they are definitely memorable. The big thing that would catch people off guard is that this movie has a surprising amount of depth throughout, and I keep saying about the characters, but all of the different themes in the movie. It talks about polyamorous relationships, the frustration of not being able to do things that you were able to do in your younger years. The other big thing in this film is that it does things very tastefully. Everything that is in the film is not trashy feeling one bit. Ty West shot the film with a very artsy style, and I think that it works perfectly for the film. With X feeling like such a proper throwback to the good old days of horror, I just get the feeling that every other film that Ty West directed that was similar in style to this one, it feels like it was all leading up to this film. If you are looking for some blood and gore in the movie, you'll be happy to know that the movie is somewhat on the gory side. It's not too over the top in my opinion. And there's also some pretty impressive prosthetic work on display here as well. If you have any interest in this film at all, I highly recommend going to see it. Or if you're looking for a, hey, I don't know what to see at the theater, just go check it out, especially if you're into horror or indie films in general. I think this is probably going to be one of the best horror films of the year. And if you do go check it out, there is a little bit extra at the end after the credits as we're going to be getting a prequel to this film that was already shot in secret which is pretty cool as well. 
It should be no surprise that this one comes as a very highly recommended film from me, and I know it's early in the year, but I think it may be possibly the best horror film released this year. But the year is still early, so I guess we'll find out. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you would like to reach out to me and don't do the whole social media thing, you can drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. But with that being said, be kind and good night.